What's good, everybody? It's Afiz, and this episode of the podcast is brought to you guys by our amazing supporters at Skillshare. Skillshare is a one-of-a-kind learning community for those who are curious into learning more creative and entrepreneurial skills. Guys, we've been talking about Skillshare for the longest. If you haven't hopped on it, please be sure to do so, man. So much is going on with the quarantine season, as I've been talking about before, and a lot of you guys are at home with a lot of time on your hands. I'm telling you guys, Go ahead and learn how to do photography. Skillshare has an amazing class on photography, creative writing. They have another course on video editing. Um, I think my brother's taking a course on 2D animation. There's so many amazing courses on Skillshare, and the beauty is that you guys can learn these things for free. Yes, free of charge. You don't have to pay a penny. Skillshare is offering all of our supporters two free months, yes, of Skillshare Premium, use offer code roommates at checkout or go to skillshare.com slash roommates. One more time at skillshare.com slash roommates. You guys can get two free months to take an array of classes. Just go to Skillshare, check out the classes. I guarantee you, you'll be blown away by all the classes and you want to take some. A lot of you guys have been through so many YouTube rabbit holes and you want more and more valuable information. So guys, come out of this quarantine season with more skills, 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 because that's what you need to move forward in this economy. And not just skills to make money, but also skills to make your life more enjoyable and to learn new things. So one more time, guys, go to Skillshare.com slash roommates. Get yourself two free months of Skillshare Premium. You will not regret it. And guess what enjoy this week's episode this week on the roommates podcast and you and get out okay? of shape huh yes huh yes <laughs> i'm i'm being honest with you <laughs> you dig a hole i'm digging they about to attack fees and i dig the so, hole <laughs> answer the question is it okay if your wife gains weight to leave her i didn't say that I, that's not my point <laughs> My point, my point, what you say, but no, my point, you asked me, what were you asking me? Let me clarify. Were you asking me, (laughs) is it okay to not be happy or is it okay to leave? What were you asking me? Uh, It's okay to leave. Okay, so is it is it okay to leave? I don't believe in divorce, so obviously I don't think it's ever okay to leave outside of um, infidelity or domestic violence. Well, you well, you made it seem like like women's biology because the man couldn't take care of her. It's okay for her to leave because no, that's you know, not what. Yeah, I, like oh, I said, I'm I just saying that's for, what it made it seem like. I'm glad we no, got here's you. what I'm. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Hafiz. Chris is starting the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Another week, another episode of The Roommates. We are glad you are here. We actually have somebody here. John Mark is here, but he's upstate, upstairs. I was going to say upstate. Upstairs baking a cake. So, unfortunately, uh, maybe wait, wait, John wait, will wait, come wait. later. But right now, is it's he, just Chris and I. Is he baking a cake or is he caking? Which one? Uh, the, that's what I meant, Chris. Well, excuse me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought he was actually baking a cake. I'm about to say this man. Don't well, yeah, bake. but how? Why would you bake a cake upstairs, though? Well, you have. Oh, you have. I don't know. I mean, it could be a townhouse. <laughs> townhouse has their their kitchens are on the second floor, sir. Okay, I, I see There's, where you're going. Hey, hey, hey you saved yourself. Hey. You saved yourself. I, I try my best all the time. 
Yes, indeed. So, guys, we are excited. Thank you, guys, for all the support. And as always, guys, make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube. We're trying to grow the YouTube channel. Make sure you check out Chris and I's original content on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Thank a lot of you guys for checking it out, sharing, you know, helping us out, getting the word out there. We need you guys. That's like your gift to us. Just continue to share the content. Um, somebody wrote in the comments, he was like, hey, guys, I, I love this show, but... A seven-minute um, recap of your lives is not worth it or something like that. Like, it's, it's not beneficial. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> a seven-minute re- Okay, all right, well, we'll bump us in. Yeah. If you care about if you care about our lives, go, go on Patreon. Man, our <laughs> lives are pretty entertaining. <laughs> yes, indeed. We are talking. We'll talk more. I guess we can use Patreon for more of that and just give them the straight heat. Yeah, but you think because I felt like our this past podcast had more views. Do you think it's because of the length, or you think because of the topic? Definitely topic. Thought so. Okay. Yes, Cause I know we we only did what an hour. Yeah, and we usually do like an hour ten, hour fifteen. And I, I was curious of which one was it, the topic or the length, definitely, or both. Who knows? Topic. Definitely topic. Probably the topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> know what I was thinking about? What? That guy who was like, "Hey, man, I don't like the intros. It's too long." He's probably the guy who uh, fast forwards through the the monologue during the porn <laughs> and gets straight to the action. <laughs> I don't care about the plumber coming into the house. <laughs> <laughs> that man just goes straight through it. I want to know. I want to get going right now. I don't want no talk. I don't care how you got there. <laughs> I don't care how you persuade her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just get it popping right now. On and popping. So let's go ahead and get it on and popping. Pause. <laughs> right now. Die. <laughs> Lord. God forgive us. So, you know, I we had a topic. We were originally going to talk about the Will and Jada thing, but then I realized... We want Will on the show one day. So if they deny it, I deny it. So it didn't happen. If you want to hear <laughs> anyone else's take on it, you know, listen to them. But like I said, they're, den- they're denying it. I'm denying it. I'm for Will. Team Will. Please, please make sure you go back and edit that part out. Just kind of right. skip to here. Yes. Okay. Um, we cut that part out. That part has been we're gonna edited. We're going to cut that part out. Edited. Great. Will, we love you. We love you. Will, but, we love you. <laughs> but I have two completely different topics. We just have to, you know... Um, this is a bit of slow news week, so there's not really a lot of things going on, unfortunately. I had two topics I kind of wanted to get into a little bit, and um, later on, I have another topic that's just that's totally different, And but I, I want to sit down and discuss this topic because I was going to do a video on it that was going to come out last Saturday because this comes out on Monday, but then I decided, hey, let me just talk to Chris about it. And this topic is about the idea of gold diggers. So, you know, I I, I was, I have a lot of, before I begin, (laughs) a lot of people know me as the pro man guy, which I am. I am all for building, encouraging, uplifting, creating a better man for society, whether that's physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever you want it to be romantically, I want men to be their best selves, to use Chris's words, be better husbands, better fathers, better members of the community, and to help transform our world all about healthy manhood but what i realized recently is that i'm really really adamant about not just one yes obviously helping men but i want to make sure we're always being fair i want to always know 
know that we're not always being, you know, so biased, even though we do lean in one direction. Um, and I want to make sure I'm always being truthful, right? And so when it comes to issues, you know, male, female issues, I want to make sure I don't want to just be the biased guy who's just being always on the men's side, even when the men do something wrong. So I want to also, you know, be honest and be fair. And when the men do things that I believe is wrong, say things that I believe is wrong, I find it to be an issue. I want to call it out. And one of the things I believe that men say that is wrong is this idea of a gold digger. I think that the idea of a gold digger that men describe is incorrect. And I truly, for the most part, um, understand the concept, but I disagree with it vehemently. Christopher Jordan Below, what are your thoughts before we jump into it? Uh, I mean, I understand it, but I don't think it's okay. But who cares what I think? <laughs> so, no. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. If that's what, you know, the relationship and that's the contract you sign up for, you know, basically, I'm only with you because I can either get access to your money, your lifestyle, or your things. And when those things go away, or, yeah, if those things go away, then I'm going to leave. Or I'm here, you know, just to get pregnant. Got 18 years of you. Shout out to Kanye West. Mm-hmm. 18 years of you um, through child support for you to fund my lifestyle and to take care of this child. If that's what people are signing up for, then you, it's your life. You do what you want to do. It's just the intent and the manipulation, a part of it, which I don't agree with. Yeah. Cool. So I looked up the word gold digger in the dictionary, and it says... Oh, the digger kind of, of gold. The digger of gold. The digger of gold. It says... Uh, why do I have this so low? says, a person who dates others purely to extract money from them. In particular, a woman who strives to marry a wealthy man. So those, to me, are like two different definitions. And I want to focus on the first one, and then I want to focus on the second one. A girl who's dating somebody purely to attract wealth from them, uh, money from them. And as Chris pointed out, I agree, right? That's wrong. Like, if you're, if you're, if you're only, if you're being with somebody romantically, to simply get something that you want from them, that's a problem. And I usually don't do this, right? I usually don't do this. I usually don't say, well, they do it too. But for this episode, I want to help guys see why I don't think it's a problem so they can see why I believe in the symmetrical relationship between both parties. So there's plenty of men who date women purely to extract sexual um, enjoyment from them or sexual pleasure from them. Is that fair to say, Chris? Yes. Yes. Many of guys are only dating, interacting, spending time with women only for sex. We know it. We've done it. That's our thing that we as men do. My belief is that if men, like I said, not condoning the behavior, not saying it's the right thing to do, but if we as men understand that we at times, or have done this, or other men have then do this, date women for just sexual favors, why do we get so mad at women who date guys for now financial favors? Is that is that fair to say, Chris? Uh, or am I just doing a false extent. equivalency? Okay, tell me why. Um, I think, well, dang, it's going to sound bad either way. Batting I mean, it up. I know, right? 
dating somebody for money and or for sex to me is kind of similar. I mean, I get I get what you're saying. I think I think it's a, a good parallel because you're only there for one specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this just sound this is gonna sound terrible. There's no <laughs> way you can really spin this. <laughs> do, you, do I need to do a preface? Are you good? What do you need? No, nah, I mean, I don't think I need to do a preface. Uh, I think people listen to us, they should understand about us now, just trying to talk through certain things. Um, if, if obviously, if the sexual act is forced, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. We know that. Like, that's, we don't agree with that. We don't condone that. You know, those are the lowest of lows in the men and or women. Community. And we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. So we we know that. Um, so with that being said, if if a woman is with a man for his money and she gets pregnant, you know, she's going to put him on child support for 18 years. We know that. That's like that's and that's that's um and that's and he could have been using her for sex, and you know she could have been using him for money. But for eighteen years, she has him for this monetary, you know, reason of their relationship for eighteen years. You know, in the perfect world, hopefully in a, in a normalized society, if a woman is agreed upon just being used by sex, or if a guy used for next language or manipulates her, you know, once those things are over with, then the sex is done. You know, you don't you don't get anything for 18 years. You don't have nothing to take home with you. So in that instance, I don't think it's the same. If yeah. you know, if it's a child and the child gets, you know, if they have a child and then he gets put on child support. Yeah. You know, in that instance, I don't think it's the same. But obviously using if a man use a woman for sex and a woman use a man for, you know, his lifestyle, money, et cetera, to me that's the same parallel. But once yeah alimony or child support gets involved, that's where it becomes different to me. Yeah, alimony is a totally different thing, but let's talk about child support right now. Yeah, alimony um, is a totally different thing. Sorry yeah, obviously yeah, marriage, uh, child support is different. I think we, I think right now we're just talking about dating, child support. Dating, like, yeah. you, like you meet a girl, you're hanging and banging, you, she gets pregnant and then whop 18 years. To me personally, I think that's the man's responsibility in my opinion. I think when you're, you're having sex, like children can happen. Like you have to be aware of that. Like end of the day, like you have to be aware of that. And agree. I, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's yeah. far fetched at all. I hundred percent agree with you. Like the guy has to be fully responsible and aware, even if she's there just for that. Just because yeah. she's there just for getting you pregnant, you gotta protect or have yourself. a child by you. Yeah. You still gotta protect yourself. Hundred yeah. percent. Because and like I said, hopefully I'm not doing a false equivalency here. But one of the biggest things is like in the same way, a guy can have sex with a girl. And like, you know, as alpha male strategy talks about this, it's not it's kind of a flagrant take, but he talks about like you want to capture her soul. <laughs> it's not the same. Huh? It's not the same. No, what what I mean by that is that in the same way, obviously there's no 18 years, you gotta give me this forever, right? That there is the, there is guys who psychologically do things to women to make sure that they can't leave. Whether well, that's, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I yeah. agree with that. Obviously, it's not um, the same. It's not. not we're not remotely not the, same. the same as child support. I'm not saying that. But what what I'm saying is that the idea of a guy potentially getting a girl pregnant, that's just as much his responsibility as hers. 
So even if she has ulterior motive, if I just want, I want money or I'm trying to do this, you as a guy still got to protect yourself from that, right? Because at the end of the day, like, if you get, if child support or not, if you get a woman pregnant, you have to take care of that kid. You can hate child support all day long. But if you get a random woman pregnant, you have to care for that kid. It is your moral responsibility. Should the government be forced to dictate how much money you give to that kid? I don't believe so, right? So I'm not arguing for child support. Check out my previous videos. But I guess what I'm saying is that child support argument, end of the day, you get her pregnant, you're going to be paying something, right? You're going to be providing in some way, shape, or form, unless obviously you're going to follow my philosophy and take the kid yourself. <laughs> and so I, I, I understand that aspect, but I, I don't want to focus too much on that because, like I said, I believe that's the man's responsibility to either, you know, A, you know, contraception, B, the contraception and the pullout method, or C, contraceptive pullout method and plan B, or D, contraceptive pullout method, birth control, and plan B all at the same time. <laughs> to, make sure, <laughs> to make sure you are 1,000% safe. But like I was saying initially, the first point is that not condoning people using ulterior motives, but men and women both have ulterior motives, right? I just think for guys, it's so easy to get mad at the woman for taking their money, but the men have no problem, you know, taking their bodies or having the sex. So I see both of them the same. So I don't, I don't see an added layer of evil from the gold digger. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I can't, I can't, you know, dispute anything you said at all about that. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, it's both it's both sides. A man has to definitely protect himself if he's dealing with those kind of women. You know, obviously, you know, if the woman knows that the guy is there for sex and trying to take her soul, then <laughs> I don't know how you defend that. <laughs> but you do, uh, you, hey, you put woman, on them I'm panties. Sure. Well, there you Keep go. Them you, on. you close the legs up. You just you just <laughs> you keep them closed. Got just <laughs> keep them closed. Got put on a chastity belt. <laughs> Yeah, don't and leave the key it. at home. Just don't do it. Don't uh, do it. Uh, and then, uh, then the second thing I want to talk about on that on the gold digger conversations, what you and I once had a conversation, and I wonder how much you've changed on this. But you used to always say, "I want a woman to not know about how much money I make, or not have any idea, and to still want me." Do you still feel that way? Do you feel? Do you still feel like you want a girl to have no idea about the money you make or your financials whatsoever, and still want you just as bad? Do you still feel that way? A hundred percent. Okay, and I'm curious why. Um, I mean, just because you, we don't know what life is going to throw at us mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. You know, people. You know, especially a freaking pandemic. You know, <laughs> people have you know lost their jobs you know, can't find a job or been on unemployment, you know, certain things like that. And if the money was a big factor of you getting there and staying there, you know, chances are stuff happens. I mean, mm -hmm. we don't know, nothing's guaranteed in this world that we're going to be stable forever or I'm going to mm -hmm. make the same amount of money forever, mm -hmm. you know. So if those things change, then yeah, if you leave, you know, yeah, that's a huge fear of mine. I don't want you to leave just because of my money dropped, you know, then like that to me, you didn't really care about me from the beginning. You just cared about the money and the access that I can give you. 
you know, only and especially during dating. Obviously, during marriage, you get to get to know all the details and where my plans are and how I want to live my life financially to make sure that we always be good moving forward. But um, you don't have to know the details during dating. You know that I got you. I can support as far as, you know, dates, food, you know, whatever thing you need help-wise, but that doesn't mean um, you need to know exactly what I'm doing all the time. Just know that I can, if I can do it, I can do it. If I can't do it, I would definitely let you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, to me, it shouldn't just be a fact of you staying with me because how much money I make. You know, right. and that's one thing yeah. with me. It's like, I, I mean, I feel like I'll probably, I mean, I don't think nobody will really would ever know how much money I make because I feel like I just always keep it, you know, low key, mm-hmm. keep it the same. I mean, they probably see me with, you know, new clothes or something like that. But, you know, I, ain't nobody flashing a lot of cash anywhere. I don't carry a lot of cash. You know, I don't have the bands in the, uh, <laughs> in the camera or anything like that. Um, you know, I don't walk around and brag about, you know, how much money I make and promotions and, you know, things from the podcast or whatever. Um, but I mean, to me, you should really, you should know I'm good and that's all you really need to know. Like, honestly, Uh, I don't think it should be a fact of you being attracted to me and dating me because how much money I have. So my question to you is, have you ever seen a girl, like maybe you're at a, um, a bar, let's say you're at a restaurant, you're at a day party, you're at brunch and you've seen a girl from afar and she looked okay. Like, she was okay looking. Like, not the most beautiful girl. Like, not saying the face was terrible. She was just, she was like a decent looking girl, right? And you're like, oh, she's, right. she's, she's okay. You're not really, I'm not saying that you're not excited, but it's just, she's just cool. It looks, looks straight. Then she gets up. <laughs> and you see that wagon behind her. My question to you is, what do you then say? What do I didn't say? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, what do you, like, how do you now feel about that girl? I see what your point is. Like, her, her value went up. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. her, like, your, your attraction, your desires for her went so high, much higher. Like, not, yeah. like I said, not saying you weren't attracted to her before, but it's like, she's cool. But then you see what you like the most in a woman. I'm talking about one of them big old juicy things. You know what I mean? Like, and then you're like, whoa. Now all of a sudden, your attraction, your desires, everything has skyrocketed, right? And so mm-hmm. to me, that's the biological male response to attraction. The same way, you know, there may be a girl, you know, let's say, hypothetically speaking, somebody was showing you their friend. I, and you may have experienced this before. And, and, and they're like, oh, this is my homegirl, this, that, and the third. They show you pictures of the homegirl. She looks okay, you know, and, but she's usually like, you know, dressed moderately, moderate, moderately conservative, just mainly headshots. Then her friend pulls up in that dress and you're like, pa bow, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, um bop, ba da ba um bop, boo bop. You know what I mean? Like, and then all of a sudden, you now really start becoming attracted to her. And for me, that's the, like I said, the male biological response is to a woman's body. You know, the physical, 
health or vitality of the woman via her curvaceous curvilicious And so my thing is that if we as men understand that we experience that for women, why is it now unfair for women to experience that when it comes to man's finances or man's financial stability? Because that's what they biologically desire in the man. Who said it was unfair? No, I'm saying is that for you hiding your financial stability, right? You hiding it and then expecting a girl to want you as much, right, without it, to me is, in my opinion, similar to a woman hiding her body and expecting a man to want her as much. Though, I mean, because both parties really value those things. What do you mean by hiding? Like, like you were saying you were net, like you were saying that you wanted a girl to feel like you have like to not know, right? That you're yeah. financially stable, to not be aware of it, that it's not it's not correct me if I'm wrong, it's not obvious how much money you have, but her still to want you. And to yeah. me, I feel as though the financial stability and resources for a man is your strength that makes women attractive, attracted to you. And it's the same way as a woman, her body is her strength to get men attracted to her. So you're kind of removing your strength. And why are we, and, and I feel as though like, that's kind of like counterintuitive if you're trying to attract a, a mate. Um, but how, what do you, so when a girl asks you about your work, do you say how much money you make? Um, how, if they ask me? Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't, like, what's the difference between the way I hide or mm-hmm. admit, like, I wouldn't, I mean. You got to let her know, saying. though. You got to let her, but to me, it's like. Let her what know? Let, what is you let her know? Like, what is that information? Like, like for example, um, a common one is vehicle, right? Like, let's say you're, I'm not saying you, you're a guy, like, you know, I want to drive this busted down vehicle. I wanted to hop in it and I wanted to love me just as much. In initially, right, and, and for clarification, this is about to get really shallow. <laughs> for clarification, I'm simply talking about attraction. I'm not talking about lifelong marriage. We'll talk about that later. All the Lulu's in the comments. I'm simply talking about initial attraction, not long-term retention. I'm going to say that one more time. I am only in this first half of the podcast and for the next 10 minutes, we are only discussing initial attraction and what contributes to it. I'm not discru- discussing lifelong retention and what required, what's required to be a lifelong partner, simply initial attraction. Back to my point. So a guy driving in a, a beat-up car. Dude, instead of driving a beat-up car, why don't you drive a good car, right? Instead of you wearing bummy clothes, why don't you wear nice clothes? Like, you have to present yourself to be a reflection of, your, in my opinion, things about you financially. And there was always this thing where people were like, a lot of, oh, well, what about the rich billionaire or millionaire who drives a pickup truck and, you know, wears his bummy clothes all day long? Do you know what a lot of times these guys do? They stunt with their watches. They may be wearing, you know what I mean, some clothes from Marshalls, but that watch is from Rolex, you know? Like, it's, it, you know, or what's the other one called? Um, Audemars? <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they, 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 like they're letting you know somehow. You know, they got, you know, so to me, I feel as though as a man, like, that has to be apparent. 
you have to be able to show that and to and to feel some kind of way about a woman liking you more when she sees that. I don't. I feel like that's wrong. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Well, I thought you was kind of going towards me specifically. Um, you're saying you yeah, let her. I mean, how do you let a woman know? Let's say um, you're dating a girl, and you're I mean, a millionaire. If, if the com- say, if the, oh yeah, if you're a millionaire, yeah, and I you're mean, a millionaire. obviously, it's certain things that you're going. I mean, I if I'm a millionaire, I'm gonna drive the car I want to drive. Okay. What, you, what, what are you driving? It'll probably be a BMW. I okay. probably still have what exact, series? Not one. Yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be an M series. So okay. Whatever that means. So I mean it'll be definitely one of the top of line BMWs. Okay. Um, obviously I'm not gonna dress crazy. Yeah. You know, like um, like I'll still look presentable. You gonna have a watch? Things like that. I'm gonna have a watch on, but I don't know if I'm gonna pay twenty <laughs> k for a watch. But I'm gonna have a watch on. Okay. Uh, so I mean, I would still look presentable, but to me, that's that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, like, explain what you're talking about. So I, I, if I'm misunderstanding, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, because I mean, I do that now, Feast. Like, I mean, I, I don't dress ridiculous on dates. You know what kind of car I have? You've been in it. So I mean, like, well, it's a, it's a different car though than, than the previous what you cars. Mean? That's a different car than the previous cars though. I mean, my my 300 didn't look that bad. My I mean, it yeah, but like, come on, come on, come on, 300 what to you what mean, you have come now. On. 300 to what you have now. You you even know it to yourself. Me it's, to me, it's not that big of a jump, oh honestly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's not that big of a jump. Like, <laughs> Go on Chris's Instagram page, see the picture of his car in the snow, and tell me that's not a big jump from a Chrysler 300, man. From my Chrysler 300. My Chrysler 300 wasn't that bad. Oh, um, gosh. So, but yeah, being like, obviously, she going to know what kind of car I have. Mm-hmm. She wanted to see the fashion I have, and then also the dates. Like I'm gonna pay for all the dates. Mm-hmm. What more does she need to know? Is my and that's that's my thing. If you see what kind of clothes, the car, mm-hmm. you know, and the and if I'm paying for everything, and if we do at least eighty percent of everything, what more do you need to know? Like how else I'm gonna show her? Like if, if she asks specifically, oh, then, no, that's different. Yeah, it's different. That's I different. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not I'm not intentionally wearing you know joggers and a oh, Nike yeah, shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. Yeah, nah. that's not what I'm saying. That's why I think I thought you were talking about me specifically. So oh, obviously no, no, no. we're we're saying the same thing. Like you have to like show her, but you don't have to tell her legitimate. Exactly, details. exactly. Like for example, have you ever seen the 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 Lamborghini? Um, the Lamborghini prank, gold digger Lamborghini pranks on YouTube? Yeah, I have. I think those are the stupidest things in the world. Like, to me, that's the equivalent of a girl standing up and she got that booty from the look like the Death Star from Star Wars. Like, to me, you presented yourself as homely and homeless, if I'm even using that word. Then all of a sudden, you put you show that you have financial stability. Now she's, why are you mad? To me, I, like, the gold digger prank is just so stupid, bro. It's stupid. Like, why is a guy mad, right? Why are you mad? Like, I remember one time, and I know I'm being redundant here, but I'm, like, getting my stories off. Like, I was at the, I was at the, the pool hanging out, and there was a girl, like, swimming. She looked okay. But Chris, <laughs> and this was a long time ago, in case anybody's watching, this was a long, long time ago. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, she comes out this pool, ooh, 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 and I'm like, man. Everything changes. 
everything changes. So to me, why why the gold digger prank? Why is that a big deal? Or there's this other prank that the guys do, is that they talk to a girl who the guy who has like like a million followers on Instagram. They talk to a girl. She's not really showing him much love. She's like he's like, oh yeah, can I get follow you on Instagram? And she's like, okay yeah whatever. And he shows her. Something no, something happens where he either leaves his phone out so she can see his Instagram account, like a million followers and a blue check, or he shows it to her by her. She sees it and then she changes. And then the guys are like, "Nah, now you want me?" Blah 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 blah. I'm like, dude, those stuff. The gold digger pranks are so ridiculous, man. They're so ridiculous because why are you getting mad at that woman for sexually desiring what women desire, which is finances and resources? When at the same time, if you're a guy and whatever you desire out of a woman, whether it was, you know if you're you know a breast guy or a booty guy, you see those things, it can make you desire them more. Like I don't, I just don't get it. I'm trying to see where am I wrong or what am I not seeing about the situation i mean i i can i can see both sides of it i mean obviously like you said if their number one attraction if if to women is financial stability then yeah the prank is silly um but nobody likes you know like them changing their value or their mind just because they see something materialistic you know just because you see me driving a lamborghini now you want to actually give me attention Versus, yeah. you know, but to, but to me, I would argue. Sorry for cutting you off. I would argue it's not about them seeing materialistic. It's just a woman responding to her biological um, desires in a man. She desires finances and resources. That's what that's what they sexually desire. Because that that because going back to you know, I'm playing pseudoscience, evolutionary biology. Like in the past, when women didn't have rights, you know, they couldn't vote, they couldn't own property, they couldn't own land. All your everything. All your assets and resources were tied around the guy. So, end of the day, you wanted to be rich. It wasn't like you could just, you know, do stuff yourself. You just needed a guy. So, that's where why women desire men. And then for men, obviously, they want a healthy, you know, child and, and all that stuff. So, you want a woman. And that's why, you know, uh, women who has symmetrical features or average features shows you that she's healthy. You know, obviously, a nice body, you know, shows you that she's in shape and she's biologically fit. So it's just bio- it's just you know human biology. And so when a woman's seeing the car or when the woman's seeing you know the watch or she's seeing this, she, in her brain, she's not like, "Oh, I like watch. Now come take me, Tarzan." She's not saying that. She's seeing financial resources, and that's what women desire for, for you know biological reproduction, the same way we as men desire, you know, f- physical health and well-being. Like it's I just don't see like What's going on here? Oh, you said. I mean, I get that point. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like those those pranks will always the women always will look bad just because how you yeah, started to change because you see one thing, you don't see nothing else. You're not looking at. You're not trying to. You're not worried about how like how I'm talking to you or my personality or how I look. Like you saw all of that. And nothing changed, like nothing happened. And then you saw what kind of car I had, and then everything changed. Yeah, like I've done know. that so much with big booties. Like, so I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I'm no, I'm guilty. <laughs> I've done that yeah, so I'm much. Just I mean, but like, like you would get killed just like those women would get killed if it was yeah. a prank. So I mean, that's a good I point. Can, like I said, I can see yeah, female I mean, big booty I can prank. See both, yeah, I can see the both sides. You would still get killed, fees. Ain't, yeah. ain't 
you know, the women would kill you. The men be like, well, uh, duh. The women <laughs> might be like, duh. Uh, duh, in the comments. But the, <laughs> but the men, like, yeah, we don't, we don't like those kind of girls, bump them kind of girls. They only care about one thing. Yeah. I mean, and they can assume that because what they saw in the video. Exactly. And for clarification, now let's move into the latter part, the more mature conversation slash immature. To me, it's like when people say that's all they care about, attraction is not retention, right? So what brings somebody in isn't what keeps them in, right? So to me, I always use illustration. Attraction is like the, the resume, right? Okay, I like the resume. Okay, oh, Harvard, 4.0 GPA, you know, Peace Corps for three years. I like the resume. You know, that's initial attraction. Then long-term retention comes after you, you know, bring them for an interview, get to know them, hire them to work for your company, right? So those are two different things. And so one of, one of the things is that people are assuming, okay, if because women like money or because men like body, that's the only reason they're there. People are assuming that. But my question, my number one question to people is, what is the number one thing that separates a romantic relationship from a friend relationship? Uh, sexual intimacy. Okay, sexual intimacy is one compo- one thing, <laughs> but the main thing is the difference between the relationship is the sexual attraction, right? There is sexual attraction there. That's a difference between a platonic, oh, I just see him as friends, or I want something more. You know, the friend guy is just straight platonic. I want something more is there is sexual attraction there. So the difference between girls, you're like, oh, yeah, she's cool. Versus the girl, like, oh, man, I, you know, I, want, I want her is a sexual attraction. The difference between roommate and lover is sexual attraction, right? It's there. Obviously, you can have, you know, spiritual connection, emotional connection, you know, enjoying one another's company. But you can have all this with a platonic friend. But the sexual attraction, the sexual component is the main difference. It separates the two. So my question is, why are we mad based upon what makes somebody sexually attracted to another person? Like, why are we mad about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess because people don't want to be valued as that. So the woman don't want to be valued just for her body. Yeah, like, I think that's all you see is my body. And that's what gives me value and worth to you. Yeah. And the same thing, vice versa with men. Like, all you see is just the material things I have and how much money I make. And that's why you're here. And that makes, 100, that makes perfect sense. I think the problem is that people use the word, that's only why you're here. All you see is my body, you know? Well, that's probably why you're here initially. Like, people, but I'm just saying, people don't want to know that. So why else these. do you want them to be? I'm just curious. My I'm thing, just, no, I'm just saying, I, I think I, people knowing that, it might screw with their minds. I, my like, question, because you're obviously seeing it from a different perspective, my question to you is, why else do you want them to be here? For what other reason? Well, I mean, it depends. That's subjective, obviously. I'm just That's curious. Like, give, give, me, give me three examples. Why else would you, would a, let's say, let's use a woman. A woman says, I don't want you to just like me because of my body. What, what would she like for me to like her instead? Well, character. Her character. Personality. Uh, her, her education. And education. Career. career. Perfect. Um, yeah. So, whether you call those things shallow or superficial or not, right, those things can change. Besides education, obviously. You can lose your job. You know, 
Character-wise, you're going to become a different person. All those things are still obviously a little bit more, more stable, you can say, than just physical attraction. But that still is a reason why they're there. They're there. If you, if you weren't a sweet, bubbly girl, he wouldn't be there. Well, that's if what I'm you, saying. It's subjective, Fees. Like, that's the thing. It's what it's subjective to that person where what they want the people to see value as in them. Like yeah. if she does if she knows that she has a big butt and she can get any kind of guy, I mean, what how would you feel like, hey, the only reason why I'm here because your ass is fat? It, you, like I, I said, mean, like I, I said, I, I'm, I'm not saying, arguing the point. Hear that. The only reason I'm here is this. One of the, I'm not, like to me, when a girl has, this is what blows my mind. When a girl has a big butt and you're a guy who loves big booties like myself, I'm not going to lie to you. The, one of the main reasons I'm here is because of that. Initially, right? The same way if mm-hmm. you're a boob guy. Or if you're a, a long legs guy, or if you're a, a, a sexy body type, or you're a beautiful face type, or if you're a long hair type, or if you're a, you know, green eyes type, whatever type you are here for, that's the main reason you're there. Same with a girl. You might be there because he's tall. You might de- be there because you like his skin color. You might be there because he has a great smile. There is, obviously, there's a myriad of factors to why you're there. But something, depending on what you like more, has precedent over other things. And so the issue of this is the only reason you're there, I'm not, den- I'm, not, I'm not arguing that point if that's the only reason this person is there for that reason. But what I'm saying is that part of the sexual attraction is different than the emotional attraction, different than, you know, the intellectual attraction, right? So part of that attraction is that there's going to be things that human beings sexualize. You know, whether it's a girl saying I'm a sapiosexual, which I don't believe in, by the way. And those are the girls who say they like they're attracted to intelligence. I don't believe that, by the way, because if that was true, then all the guys, then all those girls would be flooded into, you know, Dungeons and Dragons tournament and chess tournaments all day long. But I'm just saying (laughs) I'm just saying that if that's what brings you in here. Right. If that's what you are attracted to the most. That's what it happens to be. Doesn't. And and to, to the point, imagine like a like a chart. There's other things as well. Like, uh, no, I, I didn't say chart. I use a three-legged stool, right? It's three-legged stool, right? It's not just physical attractiveness or sexual desire. It's also spiritual connection and emotional connection. All three of those things create that romantic attraction. And so to me, to just simply disregard or to want, like your, your greatest argument, you always said, I want a girl to like me because she thinks I'm, I'm, I'm handsome. Or I'm really attracted physically, right? Yeah, you asked me that, yeah. Yeah. To me, it's just like, like, why she's initially here, why does that matter? I mean, it, it matters because if that thing leaves. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it depends on the person, Fee. So if, yeah. if it, it, it all subjective. If that woman is there because you have, you look a certain way or because you make a amount of money and that thing leaves, will she still be there? If that's all, that's uh, let me let me ask question. a question. Let me ask a question. So so now we're question. now now we're getting into the the a good conversation because this is what all I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot of the, uh, uh, never mind. I won't say. I'll save for Patreon. <laughs> I'm gonna say something really mean. Um, a lot of people are gonna say this in the comment. Uh, remember, I told you guys initial attraction. I'm just talking about initial sexual attraction. We can get into this other stuff later, but the the point is that if she if he likes me for my body, what happens when I have a kid? If she likes me for my money, what happens when I lose my money? 
if they like me for this, what happens when I lose this? Or what happens if I get in an accident? And all these other crazy things, right? To me, my question to everybody is how many people truly will be in a relationship with somebody happily when that other person is doing things that you find as extremely unattractive? How many people can honestly say, I will be with this person, loving them, serving them, caring for them with all the zeal? Because one thing that I've noticed, and, and this might be a little bit of a... Zeal. Huh? Zeal. Because <laughs> one, one thing that I noticed is that a lot of people describe staying there. Oh, I'm not going to divorce her because she gains weight. I'm not going to divorce him because he loses money. A lot of people say, I'm not going to leave but leaving is not just a physical occurrence, right? There's, there, there's two kinds of divorces. There's a physical divorce where you no longer live in the same house. But then there's also the emotional divorce where you live in the same house, but you're not loving them the same way. You're not caring for them the same way. You're not serving them in the same way. So what the, one of the biggest things that I've noticed is that a lot of people, while they're talking about, I will leave them physically, your affection is gone. Your sex, your sex drive for them is gone. Your willingness to be intimate with them is gone. So my question is, if to people is, if somebody that you're in a relationship with is doing things that you find as unattractive consistently, how many of you guys will happily still be there loving and serving them and giving them 100% as if nothing was the same and nothing changed? I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I mean, but you gotta understand, like, um, you know, we see movies. You just did a video about it. We seen, you know, Disney channels. We seen Hollywood stuff like that, where we seen examples of people that had it all or had something that attracted them. They lose it, and then that person leaves with everything. Oh, since you can't get your shit together, I'm gonna take me and the kids. We gone. <laughs> just, you know, so I mean, it's not like these people are making shit up, fees. You know, like it's it's a real you know, thing, like, people are out there. People can fake it and fake love them through certain things. I'm not saying it happens all the time, but yeah. what's the number one cause of divorce, fees? Financial financial instability. You got damn right. So, so okay. I, I'm not saying that proves my point. I'm not saying that disproves your point. All I'm saying is that it, it's a point for somebody. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Like, for, for clarification, now, let, I want to tackle that really quickly, and I want to get go back into my initial point. So here's the interesting thing. If you're a poor guy, a woman knows you're poor, and she marries you poor, and you remain poor, she's going to divorce you. You have the highest rate of divorces. So it's not just this idea that, oh, if I gain money and then I lose money, she's going to leave me. No. If you, if you have no money when she found you and she stays with you without any money, there she's going to eventually leave you. The lower the, People think that millionaires and billionaires have the highest divorce rate. They get women who only – only there for their money, and then they leave them. The opposite is true, and I would challenge anybody watching this video to do the research themselves. The more money you make, the, the higher the marriage stability is. It's not the opposite. It, it's, not, it's not that the more money you make, you, get, you meet a bunch of gold diggers to take your money. No. If you're a guy, think about it. If you're a guy, and, you, and you're financially stable, and you, were, you have a wife, Everything is taken care of financially. She's okay. She's happy. Kids are fed. She, everything is good. What, what issues does she have? She might have some secondary stuff, but for the most part, she's okay. So my point is that the Hollywood movies 
who show these wives leaving the rich guys, that is the rarest of the rare. They actually, like I said, look it up, rich men, successful men have the lowest divorce rates. What you see is that a lot of these guys who do get divorced, a lot of times when you look at the data, they are cheating. <laughs> Tiger Woods was cheating. Michael Jordan was cheating. You know what I mean? A lot of these guys were cheating. So that's why they, I mean, Jeff Bezos was cheating. So a lot of times you see the women are going to leave because they ain't putting up with the bullshit of you cheating on them. But when it comes to marriage stability, the number one sign of marriage stability is financial stability. The number one, number one sign of marriage instability is financial instability. So the idea of, yes, if, if you're a man and you, your money is not on point, why do you expect the woman to be there? Whether she met you that way or you were there before. That, to me, that argument doesn't make any sense. You are broke. You don't have any money. You're not trying to get back on your feet. You're not trying to take care of yourself. And like most people always say, there's, sto there's so many stories that men believe I, that I believe is not true. Men believe, oh, if, I, if I'm rich, I lose my job tomorrow. She's out the door. She got the kids. She packed up it up like that. That's not the situation. What usually happens is that guys get knocked down, and then guess what they do, Chris? They stay down. They don't, they're, they're defeated. And their ambitions is, go, is gone. Their confidence is gone. Their work ethic is gone. That could, and then over a period of time, some girls ain't going to sit in that. And so to me, my point about you losing the money is that it's not that you're losing the money. It's that when it comes to you expecting a woman to be with you happily and she is in a financially unstable environment, whether you whether you start broke or whether you get broke, it is not a good sign. Yeah, no, I get your point, and I mean, I, the only rebuttal I have is just like it is the stats that support your argument. So you saying what about the middle class? Is the middle class doing just fine? Because I feel like that's what most people in our audience gonna be. I don't I don't know if there's gonna a lot of people in the audience gonna be millionaires, and I don't think it's gonna be a lot of people in the audience that's gonna be broke and stay broke forever. Yeah. So, so the people it, in the minute class, I don't know what those stats are, but mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's probably something more accurate to what that's you're saying. That's fair. And so to the point about the middle class, it's, it's still the same thing, right? The more financially stable you are, the, the, the more stable the relationship is. The less financially stable you are, the less stable your relationship is. To Chris's point, you guys, if you're not on Patreon, hop on Patreon. Chris had a great video about finances. You can be a guy making 80000 a year. 90,000 a year be considered middle class. But if you're if you can't manage the budget and the expenses are $89,000 a year, you're making 90, you know what I mean? And you penny pension, there's going to be financial instability as well, right? So for the middle then there's a guy making 50,000 a year who's budgeting the family over 30,000 a year, it's high financial stability, less money, and the marriage is very stable. So the biggest thing like, that, that people talk about is that when it comes to financial stability in a relationship, it's important because when you have money problems, it creates other problems. It creates added stress. It creates added tension on both, not just the man, it's also the woman. It's not, sorry, not just the woman, but also the man. Because you can't deny it. If you're a guy and you can't pay the bills, you're going to lose a lot of confidence. You're, gonna, you're, you're not going to be the most confident guy. Right, so there's other things that are contributing to it as well. So yes, to, to use a middle class point, this, this still, this, the 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 idea is still true. The more financially stable you are, the better the, the better you are. The less financially stable you are, 
the worse off your marriage is going to be. And obviously, it's not an absolute rule, but a general rule for most people. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think I think that makes sense. And I feel like it goes with like your argument, but I also feel like it's, it also doesn't at the same time because... Okay. If if you're if you lose your job and you do nothing for two years and, and it's kind of like well yeah you kind of did that shit to yourself mm-hmm. you know but it's one thing versus where if a man has a lucrative CEO job that's making five hundred thousand dollars a year and he wants to pursue his own small business and he makes five hundred thousand dollars a year to eighty thousand dollars a year and then she leaves because of that that's probably that, the, I, I think. My point about that is people think of those stories. Those are the rarest and the least likely of stories. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. hear you. I'm not, yeah. Hey, yeah, I hear you. But I think that kind of more so goes with the example I'm talking about rather than just obviously you losing your job, you can't pay the bills, and you sit and lament for two years. Yeah. You know, that's that's a whole nother issue. I don't think, like, obviously, you know, that has a, that does, yeah, that's something different to me. I don't think that goes exactly along what I was saying. That's a um, good, and, and, and let, I want to talk about that really quickly, then I'm going to let you finish up. So even, let's even use those situations, which I'd say is very rare. She's going to leave you, but it goes back to a lifestyle thing. And this is, wait, and this so, is wait, all, wait, so you're saying that specific situation is very rare. It's very rare. So you, majority of the divorces that has to do with money is when men, that didn't have money in the beginning and still doesn't have money five to ten years later. Majority of the cases are middle class struggling people who are have finance like you're struggling. You have kids. Now you have more now it's more difficult. You have medical expenses. Parents get sick. You know what I mean? So the expenses go up. So maybe one point you were barely making it, but whenever it becomes unstable through life. You know, that's what's going to cause the marriage issues to happen. So, yes, majority of those cases are that. Like you said, it's not about the money going up and down. It's all about the expenses. Well, yeah. So, I mean, if unforeseen things happen and that is the reason why you're leaving because people got sick or because, you know, kids got more expensive or whatever, whatever, you know. and this Well, it's not as simple as that. It's not as simple well, as that. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just curious of just like if like if all of the burden falls on men financially, then and and that's the reason why a woman left because he couldn't handle the bills and kind of something that you know we have kids is both our responsibilities. We both had parents and they both had sick and we still got to pay for the bills. That's both our responsibilities. But if he can't handle all those things. But now, you know, he's financial, un- like, you know, unstable, and then, like, she divorced him. Does that make it right? I so, don't know. So to that point, what I'm saying is this. If, if she's just laying around the house doing nothing and she's used to being taken care of 24-7 and all of a sudden you, make a, you lose a little bit of money and now she wants to leave, yeah, I understand that situation. Obviously, that's, that's, that's not right. But what I'm saying is most cases is both parties are working, right? Yeah. It can, both I parties heard. are working. They both can be making $50,000 a year. Cool. But if there's financial instability in the relationship, that's both parties' fault, right? A woman's okay. inclination isn't that, you know what, I just want to take more of the burden throughout this relationship. A woman's biological inclination is that now I'm, un- now I'm not happy, now I'm not comfortable, now I'm stressed, now I'm worrying, right? As a man, if you're in that relationship with her, 
part of your leadership role is to help alleviate that, in my personal opinion. So what's going to happen is that, yes, while maybe she should get a second job or, and then you both should get a second job, the more financial stresses that, are, that come between both parties, other issues are going to start stemming up. She's not going to want to have sex because she's tired from work all day long. She's not going to want to be intimate because she doesn't because she's worried about you know paying these bills. Do you so, do you think that's okay? And like for her to do, I that? think it's part of her biology. And let me do tell you, you think why. It's okay. Do you yes. Think it's okay. Let me tell you why. Okay. Let me tell you why. It's the same thing when it comes to because my point that I was trying to make, I was trying to bring this full circle, is the same thing that guys do when women gain a lot of weight and you and think they that's get out okay? of shape, huh? Yes. Huh? Yes. I'm, I'm being honest with you. Digging a hole. I'm digging it. I'm in a hole. <laughs> and let me explain. They about to attack fees. I dig the so, hole. So answer the question. Is it okay if your wife gains weight to leave her? I didn't say that. I, that's not my point. That's, <laughs> my point. My point. Parallel what you're saying. No, but may. no, my point. You asked me. What were you asking me? Let me clarify. Were you asking me, is it okay to not be happy or is it okay to leave? What were you asking me? Uh, it's okay to leave. Okay. You so said- is, it, is it okay to leave? I don't believe in divorce. So obviously, I don't think it's ever okay to leave outside of um, infidelity or domestic violence. Well you, well, you made it seem like like women's biology because the man couldn't take care of her. It's okay for her to leave because- No, that's you know, not what- yeah. I, like oh, I said, I'm just saying. That's for, what it made. It seems like I'm glad we no, got No, here's what point. I'm saying. I'm saying if a person, most people, I don't believe in divorce. So there's no exit door out. In America, they have what is called no fault divorce, meaning that you can leave for a myriad of reasons. If you're somebody who is extremely unhappy in a marriage or a relationship, what is most people going to do, Chris? They're going to leave. They're going to leave. That's my point. Yeah. If you're extremely, going back to my initial point, how many people can, can date somebody who's doing things that are extremely unattractive to them? Well, I hear you, but I asked you if it was okay in both those scenarios for her to leave because he's not fine. I thought you were stable. asking me about and being unhappy. I thought you were well, asking no, me about asked being you unhappy. Why is she for both? You, you <laughs> just said, is it okay? I, in my train of thought, and, I could, and I, I'm, I'm admitting to my if they, lack yeah, of If they're unhappy, that makes sense. I see what you're saying. But, like, I think I did ask for both. If, if she's unhappy, of course she's going to leave. But yeah. I'm saying just because he can't pay for the bills anymore, is that okay for her to leave? Just Never. Like I said, I don't she... believe in divorce. So I don't okay, believe it's ever okay it. for the That's, person. Yeah. Okay, but what I'm saying it. is that you, for most people, you, if, if you, you have to understand women. Like, I remember somebody once taught me, like, you have to, God made women a certain way. You need to figure out how God made them. God made men a certain way. Figure out how God made them. There's certain things that make women happy. There's certain things that make men happy. There's certain things that women don't like. There's certain things that men don't like. So in my opinion, if, you re- if you're going to be with a woman, you have to know as a man, if you're going to put her in a financially unstable environment for an extended period of time, she's not going to be happy. And each girl has a different threshold. Some women... Maybe was born poor and she's she's okay with it. Some women, they weren't born poor. They're not okay with it. They're not okay with the lights going off. Obviously, it's extreme. They're not okay with barely being able to pay the bills. They're not okay with, you know, little Chris Jr. asking for money to go on a field trip and say, we don't have money right now. Some people are not okay with extended periods of financial hardships and relationships. And like I said, the same. And so I personally understand that's what you're getting into as a man. 
that's why they always tell men in all cultures, you can't get a woman until you're financially stable. They tell every guy in cultures, like, yo, back in the day, you couldn't get a wife if you weren't financially stable. It's not, it's, it's not how it goes. No, I hear you. I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I get that point of it. Yeah. You know, I was just curious if you think it was okay because, you know. Never okay to leave. I mean, yeah. The, I mean, if we flip it around and say, like, a woman gained, you know, 80 pounds because she had two to three kids, and we say, hey, it's okay for him to leave because she didn't Never lose okay weight. Never okay to leave. Never, that's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll, I'm no just offense. saying. That's Don't the keep same on saying that because people are going mis- to misunderstand I'm that. Just, I hear you, but I'm saying yeah. that's kind of the same thing. You're, you're making that point, too, if you're talking about biological understanding women, you got to understand men, too. So my point about point. women, Lee, here's what I'm saying. My point about women is that, and I was bringing it full circle, if you, un- the, the sexual component is so important. The sexual attraction, whatever causes attraction, whatever causes it, it's the sexual attraction. If the person is no longer sexually attracted to you due to things that you are not willing to improve upon, you cannot get mad at this person for not wanting, not being happy over extended period of time. And most people aren't these very um, uh, orthodox religious people the way I am. Most people are modernists who believe in divorce, who believe in the, the purpose of life is to be happy. So if a man is with a woman who's not, who's, who's not making him happy, the same way a woman's with a man who's not making him happy, most people are going to leave. I'm not saying this right, but to me, it's just like, it's not, to me, it's not fair to put someone in that situation. If I was a man and I lost my job, to Andrew Schultz's joke, I will say, hey, baby, I'm going to get a job. Hey, baby, I'm going to get on it. I promise you, you're never going to, I'm going to give that Tim Tebow, Florida Gator speech. You'll never see somebody work as hard as me. You'll never see somebody, like, I will bust my butt. Maybe if I, I won't get to the six-figure job, but I'll make sure I bust my butt to make sure that we're okay. I will not stay there. I will not allow that to be there because I will not put her in a perpetual state of unhappiness because I know how she is. In the same manner, and women will kill me all day long, but this is just the truth in my personal opinion. In the same manner, if you are a woman and you're do, and you let yourself go, and you're not trying to get back in shape. No one's mad at you for gaining 80 pounds as a, having a baby. But seven years later, and you're still 80 pounds heavier? Like, if you're going to stay in a perpetual state in which you're no longer attractive to the person, that's not fair. That's not fair. How do you expect them to stay there? Oh, I just want you there no matter. Like, to me, we don't do that. And, and, and goodness gracious, so my question to you Chris, <laughs> goodness gracious because <laughs> this goes into the unconditional love argument and I realized when people talk about unconditional love they're not talking about the same they're talking about like this uh, how can let me explain this like this you said you believe in unconditional love right wait you said do I do yeah. I believe in unconditional love mm-hmm. where like no matter what happens I will always be there yeah that's tough I mean, if she, if she if her character is the same, personality the same, or she can is she changing? Is she change over time? Just unconditional, just, true unconditional. No matter man, what nah. you do, no matter what you, I will always be there for you. I will always be there. Now, nah, if she becomes a completely different, evil ass person, I'm unhappy. I couldn't do it. So, my what I realized is most people similar to you have conditions, right? Some mm-hmm. conditions are different. Some people are like, 
okay, here are the conditions, and then I'm gone. People, the conditions are, you know, very extreme. Like, you have to kill my mom, you know, before I'm gone. Everyone has a different extreme, right? But what I realize is the people who say, I love you no matter what, the love they're describing is a, is a feeling they have. All they're describing is, I will have a feeling in my heart for you forever. But they're not describing, I will stay in the same house as you forever. They're not describing, I will always make love to you forever. Uh, they're not describing, I'll always be there for you and, and spending time with you forever. So the things that make love worth it, which is the physical presence of another human being serving and caring for us, when people say, I have unconditional love, they're not describing that. No one has that. You might have the feeling in your heart, but the actual things that make love so valuable, the actual things that make people love love, you're not describing you're going to do that unconditionally. So to my point is that obviously there's extremes to it, but what, like, my thing is that if you know this is part of attraction, obviously there's a point, there's, there's a come to time where the love transcends it, right? But, there's, but, there's, but there is a responsibility where you just can't get mad at this individual for not liking this as much. You just can't, if, like, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I become extremely feminine, unconfident, lack ambition, and I'm not as articulate and smart as I am today, I can't be mad at most women for no longer being attracted to me. I can't get mad. I can't get mad. Oh, well, you should love me for me. I'm still, I'm still the same guy. I'm still the same person. No, man. It's, it's, it's life. No, I agree with you. I'm yeah. not... I, I was just literally just asking just like, you know, those questions... Um, you know, to continue the conversation, but for for most of the things you say, you know, it makes sense. You know, I know you're an equal opportunist, so that's why I asked you that once question. You know, yeah. for guys, it's the same for girls. You know, all those kind of things. Um, but I mean, yeah, obviously, if something changes to the point where you're completely unhappy, and then that person is not doing anything to fix that or amend that, then yeah, I mean, obviously, that person, I can argue that that person don't care about you. And love you because yeah. they're not willing to put the work in. You yeah. know, it's just to me, it's just a different gear. If I, I, at least I hope, if my significant others say, "Hey, you know, I don't like when you do this," and I just, I would hope that I would try to change that because mm-hmm. you know that's something I, I want to do. I want to be a good husband. I would hope my wife feels the same way about mm-hmm. whatever I say. Like I need, like you to get better at, and vice versa. So. Um, I think that's just where that's kind of what a relationship and a partnership and marriage is that you have to have, you know, those things to, in order to work out for the long run. Um, so, yeah, I would be a fool to say, like, yeah, you can just change. You can slap me around, beat me, you know, what I mean, ignore my phone calls, ignore my text message. Yeah, go sleep with old buddy from next door and I'll be I'll still be here. You mm-hmm. got me fucked up. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. Like. A lot of a lot of people have conditions, and then yeah, if if the guy, you know, doesn't get his stuff together for the next three years, and she's unhappy, and he literally just sitting there in a state of, you know, just bitterness and angry and feeling bad for himself, and then yeah, I mean, shoot, it might be an unhealthy environment for you and the kids. Pick up the kids and go. I understand, you know, 
You know, if the woman don't want to fix her personality, she want to be just mean, angry, spirited, and, you know, she gained 100 pounds or whatever, mm -hmm. and she don't care if you want to like her for me, I'm not going to change, yada, 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 you should love me for me. Then, fellas, if you unhappy, pick up the kids and leave. You got to pick up the kids, though. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, hey, I mean, you know, it's, it's to each his own. I just feel like if you're married and y'all have a partnership, y'all will work towards each other for the better of each other. Point blank, yeah. period. Obviously, some things... Like you have to use wisdom discernment, which which is for some of the things that they ask for might be astronomical, but at the same time, I mean, shoot, if y'all really committed to each other, then yeah, you gotta have those hard conversations and make change for each other. You have to do it. If you care about that person, you'll do it. At least try. I mean, at least attempt fees. You're not gonna mm -hmm. attempt. Yeah. You're not gonna attempt. My God damn. You gotta, you gotta try. And 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 for, and to uh, to wrap it up, but we probably are not gonna get to the second point because this episode will be way too long because we we're already yeah, way, like way too long over an hour. But my main point about this conversation, why I thought the idea of gold diggers was stupid and all that stuff, is that I personally believe that the the biggest difference between a platonic relationship and a romantic relationship is the sexual attraction. That is one of the biggest components. Like you can be. The sexual attraction is extremely, extremely, extremely important. Not saying it's the only thing, and I always say a healthy relationship has three levels of attraction. Spiritual attraction, sexual attraction, and emotional attra attraction. It's a three-legged stool. You need all three of those. So I'm not just saying only sexual attraction. I'm saying all three of those have to exist, and it's like a trinity. All of them are equal and valuable. My point is that each person values has a different value system for what they define as sexually attractive. Some person is a booty. Some person it might be good feet. Some person might be long hair. Some people might be beautiful eyes. Some person might be a beautiful face. Some people might be large breasts. Some people might be a great body. Some people might be tall. Some people, some people might be muscular. Some people might be ambitious confidence, being financially stable, being a businessman, being an entrepreneur. Everybody has different things, you know, that make them sexually attracted to the opposite gender. My thing is that whether you're a guy and it's a physical body or if you're a girl and it's a man's finances, I'm not mad for what attracts you there, initial attraction. But to wrap this episode up in a more positive manner, for all the people who are going to misunderstand me, who probably commented when they got triggered a couple minutes ago, I'm going to recite this part and I'll let Chris close. Initial attraction is not lifelong retention. The beauty of life is that they may come because they like this body, but they're going to stay because they're in love with the soul. And that is the point where everybody probably wants to get to. You want someone to see you as vulnerable as possible, to see your soul, to see who you are as a person, and to love and be tied to you. So that whether you lose your money, whether you lose, you gain weight, whether you get in an accident, whether you become immobile, this person is so tied to your soul that they're not willing to leave and they're not even open to leaving and they're still loving you eagerly with all the passion in the world. So to me, I definitely believe that's what I strive to do. I want to get to the point where, you know, 
my wife, no matter how much weight she gains, I will still love her. No matter what happens, I'm going to still love her and be there and support her, you know, through accidents, through sickness, through health, through all that stuff. That is the goal eventually, and I will want my wife to do the same thing for me. But my main point and majority of this podcast was about initial attraction. And my point is one, 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 one more time is that the initial attraction based on of, of both genders is a sexual attraction, is a major component, and I am not mad what that sexual attraction is, and I don't deem somebody as a gold digger or shallow if that's one part of the initial sexual attraction because, like I said, it's a three-legged stool, and those other things come about later on. Yeah, man, that's great explanation, fees. My apologies if I feel like if you feel like I set you up for anything, I was just trying to really nah, just put good. clarity it's on good. those it's things. Good. It's wrestling. We we need we need the ratings. Yeah, <laughs> we need the ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I I really felt like some people would have took that. You know, they probably that did. Preference it's probably fair 100%. that you did so. Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, my apologies. So, yeah, I mean, like like Fee said, man. Like obviously, we're growing men. You know, we're always trying to strive to be better every day, to be better husbands, fathers in the future that we will be one day. And mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, this conversation was good. I know I took a lot from it. Hopefully, you all take a lot from it. So make sure you continue to follow the podcast Mondays that come out. Make sure you look at Hafiz and I individual videos that come out also on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Check us out on Patreon if you want to support and get more additional content. That's where the real juicy stuff, that's what we talk about, all the stuff that y'all want us to talk about on Patreon. Unfiltered, unmastered, all those things. So we'll see y'all next week. My name is Chris, the star of the show, baby. And My name is Afiz, and now we're about to see these comments. <laughs> Woo!